Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. If you have your Bible with you, I want you to turn with me to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4, and I want to just, as you're turning there this morning, I want to ask you a question. And I want to I ask you, what are you living, or to what are you living in response? What, what, are the, what are the motivating factors of your life? What are the things that you are living responsively to? Because we're all, if we stop, we may think we're just going through the day and, you know, making choices and, and you know, just moving from place to place and going through the motions of life. Uh, regardless of how purposefully we are in those things, we are all living in response to something. We're all responding to something, be it a situation, a circumstance, a life event, or a series of events, whatever the case may be. We're all living in response to something. And, you know, we all have catalysts in our lives. A catalyst is something more well-known in, you know, the field of chemistry, but it's also a reality that we face in day-to-day life. In other words, it is something by which other things happen in our lives. It's, it's the reason for or the motivation for an event or an action, a means by which something else happens. And we all have catalysts in our lives. There are things that we've encountered that have molded us, that have shaped us and made us into what we are. Uh, There are, as I said, there are things that cause us to do the things that we do. And I want to ask you today, what is your catalyst? Or I might phrase this in a different way, and it'll make sense as we pull it into the text today. What is your by? What is your by, the little word B-Y? What is your by? In Zechariah chapter 4 and verse 6, the word of the Lord came to the prophet and said that it is not by might nor by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. In other words, when the prophet saw this major thing that needed to take place in the life of a nation, he began to call out to the Lord and say, how's this going to happen? And God spoke back and said, listen, it's not going to be by might. It's not going to be by power, but it's going to be by my spirit. My spirit is going to be the catalyst that's going to bring the miraculous to pass. If you have your spot there in Matthew chapter 4, I want to read you a word here. And this is a word that Jesus shares with us. Matthew chapter 4, beginning in verse 3, it says, Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of Man, command these stones to become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I've come here today with a message to tell you that there is a great gulf, there is a major difference between living and surviving. 
There's a big difference between living and surviving because when Jesus was in a almost crisis circumstance, he had fasted for 40 days. I don't know if you, any of you have ever endeavored to do that. I've never endeavored to do that. But Jesus here has fasted for 40 days and that puts our natural bodies almost in a state of crises. And then the adversary comes to him and says, if you are who you say you are, then command these stones to be turned to bread and you can eat and you can end this crisis right now but Jesus said to him man shall not live and that word live there if we go back and we pick that up in its original language and we look at the definitions there it means this to enjoy real life first of all let's start with the word enjoyment Not to get by, not to drudge through, not to just simply let the days pass along and we're here just going with the flow, but enjoying a real life, active, blessed, and endless in the kingdom of God. Metaphorically, it means a life full of vigor. And it sounds much like another word that Jesus said. It's one very familiar. I remind you of it often in John 10, 10, where he says, the thief comes to kill and steal and destroy, but I am come that you might have life and have it abundantly. It's that abundant life that Jesus spoke of. And the enemy of your soul wants you to mutter through life, barely getting by, not quite making it, never quite full, never quite satisfied, asking is this all there is for me and he wants you to fill yourself to satisfy your flesh because he wants you to believe there's nothing more but Jesus said man shall not live by bread alone you're not gonna have that kind of life just satisfying the flesh you're not gonna have that kind of life with the advice of the world You're not going to have that kind of life just going with the flow. Consider again the context here. It's a great time of testing and trial for Jesus personally. He's fasted for 40 days and he's hungry. And the enemy provided arguments suggesting that Jesus wouldn't even survive if he didn't have some bread. How many of you have ever been at a place in your life when you felt like if something didn't break... If something didn't change in your circumstance, that you were going to die, that you were going to perish, you were going to go under, you were going to suffer defeat, and the enemy has come to you with a cheap substitute, a counterfeit for what God was calling you to or what God was saying about you and said, if you want to survive, you're going to have, I don't care what God has said, but if you want to survive, you're going to have to do this. And I'm with Jesus on this one because I want to tell you something today, church. I didn't get out of bed on a Sunday morning, dress my family, and come to the house of God and sit in this place today just because I take comfort in sitting on a church pew. I didn't come to this place today and prepare myself and get ready just because I couldn't find something else better to do. I didn't come to this place today simply to find a word to help me survive and get by just one more day. But I came to this place with a hunger 
remember in my heart and in my spirit that the Holy Ghost of heaven would inspire a message from me and I would find something in the word today that I would not only survive but I would thrive and I would live and I would find strength to overcome my adversity. I, I, can, I can hear, I, I came here to get a word that's going to help me thrive. I want to see the dry bones in my life receiving a word from the Lord today and coming alive. So, you want to see miracles in your life. You want to walk in victory, right? Amen. You, 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 want, you want to know the power of Christ working effectively in you? Well, I want to tell you today, it's not by bread alone. Sure, God blesses us and he satisfies our mouths with good things. And when we talk about that bread, it's not necessarily just something to ingest physically. But it's the things that this world has to offer that satisfies our physical being. It may be the praise and accolations of other people around us. It may be physical or material things. It could be any number of things that we might look to as a substitute. And we have certain necessities for our physical lives to be sustained. But you are more than a physical being and you have more than physical needs. You know, there's a lot of things that you can eat and survive. You, you can eat a lot of stuff and survive. I think ramen noodles is proof of that. <laughs> Not necessarily anything nutritious about it, but it just fills the spot, kind of. I, I can remember young, in my younger years hearing people uh, tell, share stories about being in prisoner of war camps, things like that. They would eat bugs and worms and anything else they could get their hands on. If it moved by them, they were hungry enough and they said, I've got to survive here, I've got to eat something, and they would, they would eat anything. And, and survive they did. But you see the pictures of them and their, their emaciated bodies that are weakened and frail. And yes, they are surviving, but they're not getting the sustenance that they need to thrive. And I'm telling you, in the spirit, I see people that are just the same way. They're ingesting things. They're taking things in. But they are spiritually emaciated and weak and anemic. But I'm telling you, there is a word. There is a rhema word from God over your life today and if you will hear it and receive it and stand in it and walk in it it will be sustenance to your life that will cause you to thrive in the things of God and you won't be dragging by anymore but you'll get up in the morning and you'll say I've got a river of life flowing out of me it makes the lame to walk and the blind to see opens prison doors sets the captives free because I've been dragging Drinking at the well of life. Sure, God blesses us. But there are a lot of people in this world who are on their feet. Their lungs breathe in and breathe out. They're existing, sure. They're surviving, but they're not living. They're not 
living. And Jesus says that the catalyst for living, really living, is receiving the word of the Lord. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. And I want to tell you today, and you know this, that receiving the word begins with receiving Christ Jesus because he is the word. The Hebrew writer to the Hebrews wrote and said, God who at various times and in various ways spoke in the past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his son. John writes in the prologue of his gospel and says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and he was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life. And the life was the light of men. Oh, I wish I had time today to tell you about how the psalmist wrote and said, Your word, O Lord, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm going, you're going to illuminate things. You're going to show me things through your word, and I'm going to walk in it because in you is the life, and your life is the light of men. Receiving the word consequently continues with the Bible. The context of this text is that Jesus is being tempted by Satan and he's taking his stand on the written word of the Lord. Satan comes to Jesus in a time of great distress and, and, and obviously, you know, he's fasted for 40 days. There's some spiritual strength there as well. But in the physical, in the natural, you've got to understand this is a, a, a distress moment. He's fasted 40 days, it says, and he was hungry. How many of you have ever been in a situation in life where you're just hungry? You're hungry for some change. You're, you're hungry for, for a break in the situation. You're hungry for a breakthrough, for something to shift, something to change. And it's in those moments that you and I too find the adversary comes to us and said, you know what, you ought to just do something. You, you ought to just, you know, well, why don't you try this? Or why don't you do that? And you know that what he's asking you to do is contrary to the word of the Lord. You know it's not what God would have you to do. You've asked the question, what would Jesus do all the time? And I'm telling you, sometimes that is an irrelevant question if we don't have any plans of following through on it and acting in, in kind. To, to consider what would Jesus do and then not do it is a fruitless effort. So here's what Jesus did in this moment when, when it was a tough spot, it was a pinch there. The enemy comes to him and, and says, Jesus, you're, you're in a dire situation here. I recommend that you command these stones to be made bread. And Jesus said to him, it is written. It is written right here. You got your Bible with you? You got your Bible, your phone, whatever you got there with your Bible on it. Just, just, just hold it for a second. This word, it's, it's quick, it's alive, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it's got what you need. You don't, you don't get it from Cosmopolitan, you don't get it from Business Week, you don't get it from the New York Times. 
You don't get it from Fox News or CNN or any other place. It's right here in this word. Everything that you need for life, everything that you need for victory, everything that you need for holiness and, and, and the instruction of, of wisdom, it's all right here in this word. Everything that you need. You don't need to run around from place to place to place to place looking for a word. There are people run all over the nation looking for a word and they don't even take the time to crack the cover on the one they've already been given but everything you need is right here and in the distressing moment of life Jesus looks as straight in the adversary's face and says it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord And you say, well, pastor, I'm, I'm new to church. Or I've been to church and I've heard all the Bible stories and everything, but I, I've never really been a student of the word for myself. And I don't, you know, I come in here and, you know, sometimes I don't really know how to follow the story because I don't know all of the things that we talk about. Some, you know, sometimes we take that for granted in church because we've been in church for so long that we, we think everybody knows all about Elijah and Elisha and somebody else may be listening to that thing and it's the same person. We just said it a different way. You know, we, we think automatically that everybody knows all the things. Every, you know, there are people that understand the analogy of David and Goliath that have no idea that it comes out of Scripture. I mean, they've, they've heard that analogy, and that's all they know it is, is, is an analogy from some folklore somewhere. But they don't understand that that's Scripture and how a man stood in the anointing and power of the Holy Ghost and was able to overcome the giants in his life. And, and you may be here today and say, well, Pastor, I'm not familiar with all that stuff. I'm, I'm just here to counsel you today to tell you to get familiar. And, and you don't have to know it all. All you've got to do is find a place to stand. Maybe you start reading today and you find just one little thing. You, you find one little spot. You're reading through Romans chapter 8. And it says that God is going to work all things together for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. If that's all you know today, then take you a stand right there on that sure and firm foundation. And don't be moved. When the adversary comes against you and says, listen here, you got to do something. you got to react. you got to move. Don't respond to that. Stand in the word of God and say, my God is going to fight my battles for me. I know that he's going to turn all things for my good. I know that I am going to prosper and I'm going to stand here on the word of the Lord. And tomorrow, find you another thing and build on what you know. And every day, just a little more and a little more and a little more. You say, well, Pastor, my, my reading plan says that I'm to read Deuteronomy chapters 16 and 17. I'm also supposed to read some in John chapter 14. And I'm also supposed to read the seventh proverb. And I'm not sure I've got the time and day to read all of that stuff that I'm supposed to read. I'm not the best reader in the world. Listen, don't, don't be overcome by those things. Don't be, over, you know, if you can do it, I encourage you. You know, sometimes I get a day, I can read three or four days worth at one setting. That's good. Some days I have time to get in, read half of what I'm supposed to read, and I'm really glad I'd read some extra day or two before. 
But get in there and find the truth of God's word for your life and stand in it. Get in the word and discover something, stand on it, learn something new and build on it. And then... As you begin to do that, what you're going to find is that as you, as you begin to read, now this is not just reading so you can check off your list. This is reading so that your mind is renewed. The way you think about things and the perspective that you have on things begins to change. And you're no longer viewing the world through your own wisdom and through your own strength and abilities. But you're beginning to view the world through the lens of the written word of God. The things that God has revealed about himself to you. And the things that the Lord has shown you that you can do in him. Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, right? That's one of those words, right? Maybe you got that. That's your spot you're going to stand this week. But then, listen, something, something wonderful happens. When we live with a reliance on the word of the, word of the Lord, we find out that that reception of the word then begins to be guided by the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in John 16, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. In other words, you're going you're gonna to be reading this stuff and you're going to be reading some things. You're going to say, I don't understand all of this. I don't know how this fits my life. I don't know how this is applicable. But you're going to say, Holy Spirit, help me. Illuminate this word for me and bring a light to my spirit that I might understand. And it might not be in that moment. But in the time of trouble, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you and he will call to your remembrance the things that you have studied, the things that you have read, and he will quicken you and you will stand in that place and say, oh no, I'm not going to be defeated here. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going down here. You don't understand because I've got a word from the Lord and I'm not going to react to the situations of the world, but I'm going to stand in the word of the Lord and he will grant my victory. He will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. In Isaiah chapter 30, the prophet puts it this way and says, And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into the corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers and your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. And whenever you turn to the right hand or you turn to the left, I'm telling you there will be times in your life that when you, if you will spend your Yourself and invest yourself in this word learning and knowing what is thus says the Lord that the Spirit of God will speak to you in your time of need and say to you this is the way walk in it you don't have to bow to your adversary you don't have to yield defeat to your situation but you stand right there in the boldness of the Holy Ghost and you don't let up and you don't let go and you hang on to the word of the Lord until victory is wrought in your life yes sir yes ma'am there's a rhema word for your life that once received and moved upon it's going to lead you to abundance and blessing think about this with me for just a minute the word says in genesis chapter one that in the beginning god created the heavens and the earth and and in the beginning 
there was the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the spirit of god was hovering over the face of the waters then god said let there be light and there was a dim flicker mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. there was a little spark no. Mm -mm. no god said let there be light and there was light let, let me just let's just take your problem for a second and hold it up in comparison against the creation of the world can we just can we walk through that exercise together for just a minute just hold it up there right now and imagine that in the beginning the earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters then God said let there be light and there was light say pastor what does that got to do with anything what that has to do with anything is that if God said that you were going to be victorious you stand until you're victorious because if God said it he will do it But Simon answered him and said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, we'll let down the net. Do you know that story? How many of you know that story? Yeah. If you don't know that, go back and read Luke chapter 5. Genesis chapter 12. Now the word of the Lord came to Abram and said get out of your country from your family remember this is the word of the Lord that came to Abram get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to the land that I will show you and I will make you a great nation this is an old man with an old barren wife but God said, get out of this land and I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth are going to be blessed. Abram, I'm going to bless you so good that everybody is going to get blessed. Isaiah says this for as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven and do not return there but water the earth and make it bring forth the bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth that it shall not return from me void but accomplish what I please and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it I want you to stand up all over this place right now because I believe figuratively this morning there's the touting of the adversary over the lives of many in this room and maybe some who are watching online today that is is urging you for some rash brash action that is faithless 
and is not reliant on the word of the Lord. Maybe, maybe, God, maybe God has spoken a word over your life and you've been waiting for it to come to fruition. You've been waiting for it to come to pass and you haven't seen it yet. Paul wrote to the Ephesians and said, having done all to stand, stand. Stand in that word. Stand in that word. Because it is not going to return to God void, but it is going to accomplish the purpose that he sent it for. And the purpose that he sent it for, for you and for me, is that we would have life and have it more abundantly. That we would abide in victory. That we would live victorious over our adversary. That we would not be defeated or discouraged, depressed or despondent. But we would live fruitful and abundant lives. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of the darkness of this age and against the spiritual host of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore... Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore. We're going to talk about the armor of God. I always want to talk about the armor of God. I don't know why this is so easy to gloss over and skip. But it seems to be and a lot of us run around naked because the very first line in appropriately clothing yourself in the spirit when when Paul says therefore take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the e in the evil day having done all to stand stand therefore having girded your waist with truth Number one, number one, gird yourself with truth. Clothe yourself in the truth of the word. And then, here's the message. Whatever it says, do it. Whatever it says, do it. I didn't say whatever you heard some psychopath say that happened to be wearing a suit or not. But whatever he says, do it. Don't live reactively and responsively to the lies of the adversary about your life. That you are defeated. That you are insignificant. Insufficient. Yeah, I'm, I'm insufficient, but the word says that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So I guess I'm still okay. 
I'm on good ground and therefore I'm going to walk and live responsively to the truth that I have clothed myself in. You know, that's how the very first miracle happened. The very first of Jesus' miracles happened in the Bible because his mama came to him and said, Jesus, we're here at this wedding and they're out of wine. And he said to them, what has that got to do with me? And Mary, this is so wise, because she just looks at the people. He's kind of off-putting there in that moment. But Mary just looks around at the people that are there and says, Listen, I don't know what this is all about, but whatever he says, do that. Whatever he says, I want you to do that. In Ezekiel chapter 37, the prophet shares a testimony and says that the Lord carried me away in the spirit and he showed me a valley of dry bones and they were very dry. You may be looking at some situations in your life right now as it were dry bones and you're thinking, man, this is very dry. I don't know what I'm going to do. And the enemy is suggesting to you that in order for you to live, that what you need to do is you need to begin digging graves. And you need to begin to bury those things and you need to let that pass and you need to mourn and you need to grieve the passing of those things. But in order to get on with things, you're going to have to quit believing God for the promise of resurrection. And the prophet says, the word of the Lord came to me and says, son of man, can these bones live again? And he said, Lord, only you know. And said, but prophesy to these bones and tell them. And he gave him all the things to, to prophesy. And I want to tell you today, whatever you're facing in this life, what you need to do is exercise in the prophetic gift. And I want you to notice that Ezekiel here didn't have to make up something on his own. But what he had to do was just repeat what he'd already heard. The thing that had already been spoken to him. He just had to go and stand in faith and declare over that situation. And it began to change. And he says in verse chapter, verse, chapter 37 verse 10. He said, so I prophesied as he commanded me. And breath came into them, and they lived, and they stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. I'm telling you today, church, you're facing some things in life right now that look dead, that look dried up, that look hopeless. But if you will stand in the word of the Lord, and you will begin to prophesy the word of life and the word of victory, I'm telling you, I believe that Jesus is about to bring resurrection. I believe that the Spirit of God is about to move in your life but you and I will need to move listen the devil will always come peddling bread but you and I are gonna need to stand in that word don't compromise that word but stand in it 
We hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today. If you would like more information about Faith Assembly, please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you have a blessed day.